Hello. Hi, Hi. everyone. Hello. Welcome to the Just Gaming Tings podcast. We're bringing you an all-queer perspective on video games, gaming news, and nerdy stuff. Here and this are. time, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> so this ten. time. Episode 10. <laughs> Double digits. Oh my god. We're bringing you our all-queer perspective on the Game Awards because there's a lot to get into. <laughs> yes. I, I am Spinland. And I'm here today with Koga. Hello. Hello. And Ruby. Hello. <laughs> here we are. Oh my god. Here we are. We miss you, Chalora. We miss you, Jam. Chalora and Jam aren't here with us, unfortunately. But we do we do miss them. Yes. All right, let's go ahead and get started on the Game Awards because we've got a lot to talk about. <laughs> we have so much there to was talk so about. Much to talk about. <laughs> Turns out, three hours of that show had a lot to you know a lot of content for us to go through. Turns out. Turns out. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> All right. So let's go ahead and get into the pre-show. Uh, first yes. up, we have Final Fantasy VII Remake winning Best Score and Music. Which surprised um, no one, I'm sure. Exactly. <laughs> I, I think that's... The, <laughs> like, I feel like Final Fantasy VII is so controversial. In a, in, like, not super controversial, but it is controversial in some ways with the fandom. But I feel like the only thing the fans can agree on is the music. And they're like, yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> that, that, I, they can get that one. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, I... Um... I haven't played the game myself, but I've seen like gameplay footage and I've heard a lot of the music and the music is great. It's, I mean, it's it's yeah. Final Fantasy music. Final Fantasy music is always great. I I felt like it was easy that they were going to take that one away. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think, sure. Koka? Um, I actually have not heard it because I wanted to wait until it comes to PC to hear it. Like I've heard the originals and whatnot, so yeah. I'm kind of waiting to like play it to like experience it like as I'm playing it. But I mean, it's Final Fantasy. I don't know the the original soundtrack was great, so I'm not surprised mm. that it won that one. Yeah, I'm just mad Doom didn't win anything. Right, right. Yeah, we. Yeah. there was definitely a lot of uh, repeat winners, <laughs> which we'll get into as each of uh, each each thing comes up. Uh, I thought a, a cute thing to that was pretty noteworthy early on was Devolver Digital. They did their own like they did a little sketch thingy to do like they showed like several of the their games that came out I guess this year, and they announced a new one called Loop Hero, which I thought was really cool because it's like a deck building old school adventure game where you kind of like uh according to the steam you know description you select from unlockable character classes and deck cards before setting out on each expedition along a randomly generated loop path so i thought that was really cool like the game actually looks really nice it really reminded me of like that um of like the genesis era of games and stuff like that so i think that one is going to be pretty cool it's coming out in 2021 uh, but yeah, what did y'all think about that one? Did you care? Did you not? <laughs> At first, I was kind of confused by the announcement. I was like, okay, what's going on here? But <laughs> it, it was, you know, it was kind of weird. Before we got what they were going for, I was like, okay, why are why right. do they have their own award show? What's going on here? <laughs> like looking back on it, it's it's like. It's like a funny way to announce a game, yeah. and like I definitely see that. But like at the time, we were just like, okay, what's going on? 
<laughs> very that. Yeah. But like I, I um I do think that the the game itself looks really interesting. I don't know if it's something I would necessarily uh play, but it's um I know it's definitely something that my partner will probably play. So I um I look forward to like sh- sharing his thoughts on that with y'all vicariously. Yes. <laughs> What'd you think, Koga? Um, I actually missed that part of it because I wasn't home yet. But um, it oh no. Sounds- yeah, I, I missed it, but that part. But um, it does sound a bit interesting, so I'll probably give it a look. I know um, Devolver Digital is pretty good at making; they make some pretty good games. Like yeah. I, I really do like the stuff that they do, so I'll probably give it a look. Yes. Um, uh, up next, uh, we have <laughs> one that I'm I'm really excited to talk yes. about. Uh, Independent studio. Um, I want to say that's oh, Awaken. Awake, awake. Your guess is as good as mine. I couldn't. Not quite sure. I couldn't find a pronunciation but, guide for that one. <laughs> you know what? We're gonna. We're just gonna go into it. Uh, showcase their new project named Chia, an open world sandbox title with the unique feature that lets you take control of any animal or object that you can find. So. We were, um, for a bit of context, uh, me and Ruby and like a bunch of our friends were in um, doing like a Discord watch party of this, and I have our live reactions pulled yes. up. Yes. We, <laughs> we as soon as as soon as she like possessed the coconut, we were all screaming. We we're just like, "You can be a coconut!" <laughs> yes. Whoa. Exactly that. <laughs> And then, like, in the beginning of the trailer, they showed a little crab, but we didn't think anything of it. We were like, oh, this is an island setting. And then at the end, she possesses the little crab, and there's, like, a little flower in her hair that shows, like, in the corner of, like, the head of the crab. And we're like, you can become the crab, too! So... <laughs> we, were, we were so excited about this we one. I, I probably will, like, play this game. Like, oh, yeah. it, it looks really interesting. Um, yeah. I, I thought the art style looked really cool, and um, I'm really interested in in that the gameplay mechanic of like being able to possess like objects or animals. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's kind of like just like taking that that bit out of um, Super Mario Odyssey and just like making a game based around that, and I, oh, yeah. I love that concept. Yeah, uh, I thought um, the gameplay looked yeah. really cool because like you can do a bunch of stuff like outside of the. that's what they call it like the possession ability that that she has like you can literally explore this island you can do like cool dives from like cliffs onto the ocean you can play the ukulele they have like a a, a whole like um like little feature yeah Yeah. like they have like a whole feature dedicated to the ukulele um and there's like tons of like exploration and, and little things that you can do it in, in the island so i'm very very curious for this game like i can totally see a bunch of streamers like getting that day one and streaming it and having a wonderful time with their communities because it just looked really really cool and i think it's meant to be like inspired by um, like so from what i understand um all the developers in this indie studio come from an island called new Caledonia so apparently the game is supposed to be inspired by that island and uh, so I thought that was really cute because you know it brings a little bit of their like culture into uh, 
into the game, which is what indies are all about anyway. Like they they're so unique in that way. I love that. I love yeah. that. I assume you didn't see this either, Koga, because it was in the pre-show. So uh, <laughs> I'm assuming you're uh, looking I, it up as we speak. Yes, I'm looking at the trailer, <laughs> and it actually it looks actually pretty good. I like the art style so far. Yeah. So it looks um, pretty nice. I mean, so what's the overall goal of uh, the game? I think it's just like a sandbox. It may have like okay. storyline a little bit to it, but I think it's mainly supposed to be like you just like have a little a good old time there. I just saw the part where you got to go and play the coconut. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> it's incredible. We were screeching. We were like, oh we my were god. Yelling. You became the coconut. <laughs> I like I literally typed in all caps, become the coconut. <laughs> you did? Yeah, that's that's definitely that's definitely something unique and that that right there i'm like okay I, I i like that yeah oh and you can like swim you can become like the little fishies and swim you can become a birdie and fly it's like it's really really cool okay uh, i love that yeah i'm really excited about that one yeah the pre-show yeah. started off with some awards which we thought was really weird like when we were watching because like sometimes they zoomed through certain awards and they were like they just announced a few winners back to back and they were like oh wow congratulations <laughs> they just kind of like threw it away and they had the devs sit there in zoom calls and like some of them didn't even get to do speeches or like even show up like their faces when they won so i thought that was weird but the last of us part two won one of their many awards uh the first one was best action adventure game um which, you know, uh, well. Um, we have some thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> we have some opinions. <laughs> was, I, I, I thought it was a choice, um, but, it's you know. It's definitely a choice. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I, I, yeah I, 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 I thought Ghost of Tsushima could have taken this one. Yeah, definitely. And, like, um, We'll we'll talk about it a bit later, yeah. but um, I was happy that they did get recognized uh, for some of these awards. But I I definitely feel like Ghost of Tsushima like could have won this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't played either one of them because you know they're not on PC. But I've seen quite a <laughs> bit of gameplay of them, and I I guess I would have thought that Ghost of Tsushima probably would have won that for you know act for the action adventure part of it. Yeah. So it was kind of yeah. like okay. But you know, I, so they're 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 a war show. And I think I think what they gave us looked like one, where it was like the the viewer's choice, and I guess we'll get to that later. But yeah, you know what the people chose. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And it doesn't <laughs> mean like just because some of them didn't win didn't win doesn't mean that they're not as good of games or anything. I think like just. Yeah. I think if you're looking at what games were the highlights of 2020, I think. Not even just looking at the the awards, like look at who got nominated, look at like what people were talking about on socials, because it's not always about like who wins all these awards and all of that stuff. Like it's not it's not always about that. Like a lot of indie games fly under the radar and they randomly either blow up or they keep like, you know, they have like a stable fan base that knows how amazing they are. But sometimes they don't, you know, get that recognition and as long as the game is good, it doesn't really matter in a way. Um, of course, like, you know, that would be great. Uh, but, yeah. I thought it was weird that Miles Morales didn't get anything. 
they they got like a couple nominations but they like they didn't win anything i did think it was weird and we we talked about this when we did the nominations of like it was weird that the game was like so recent and it was nominated for some stuff but at the same time it's like you know why why not why did the last of us right. win so many things right i mean i thought yeah, it would have been exactly. so important and people might have needed like you know maybe more time to let things yeah. soak in so just seeing it like so soon i was kind of like um probably not yet it just came out what like less than a month ago yeah yeah, yeah, I, yeah I, at I'm, launch of barely a so month ago yeah yeah so hmm. yeah yeah that might be it that might be it yeah. Um, up next, we have Sea of Solitude coming to Nintendo Switch. Uh, they're calling it the Director's Cut. It features a new script, new voices, new photo mode, gyroscope support, and more. Yeah. Uh, so I was. This was another one that I was really excited about. They basically completely like redid the whole game basically. to optimize it for yeah. the Switch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and since like I I'm a big fan of the Switch, I I love playing games on Switch. It's like my favorite way to play games. So this is one that I will probably check out. It comes out in March, um, early March. Yeah, the, the game. Um, and I was, uh, I was really oh, sorry. About it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the game um, was actually the winner of last year's um, like games for impact something along those lines like games that are supposed to be about like an important message and and something along those lines um the award that tell me why won this year spoiler alert <laughs> um but it won because of the themes of like uh mental health and stuff like that so um i'm actually very curious to to get into it especially with all these new features um did you are you familiar with sea of solitude i think it's from last year if i'm not mistaken uh yeah, it came out I think like last year, last summer on um I think I know it was it was on EA Play. I never got around to it, but yeah, I remember hearing of it. But I've heard pretty good things from it so far. Like the art style. I'm looking at the, the um trailer right now. And so I think they it going to the Switch is um good. I think it's good that another game that people may not be able to play on because some people, I guess, I don't know if it came out on, on like PlayStation or Xbox or not. So it going to the Switch because I know a lot of people have a Switch. Yeah. It's, it seems like it would be a pretty good fit for what it is that I'm looking at. Her eyes look great. Yeah, they mm -hmm. said it's a Nintendo Switch exclusive. So I think it only came out on PC at the time. And then yeah. the new version is going to be for only Nintendo Switch. I could be completely wrong. Please let us yeah. know if we are. Yeah, yeah, I know it says the director's cut, and I'm not seeing a director's cut um, on like Steam and EA Play. Yeah. So, right, yeah, the director's cut is is just for uh, Switch. Yeah. Oh my God, PC, we got robbed again. <laughs> <laughs> there was another um, like mental health related game that also it actually came out at the like during the Game Awards called Shady Part of Me. Um, it's supposed to be a dreamlike world and you basically, it plays around with like, you play as this girl and her shadow, like you can play around with the lights, I guess, in the, in the dungeons and puzzles and stuff like that. Um, so it's an indie narrative platformer. So it's on Switch, it's on PC and PS4, Xbox One. So I, I actually, I, I may have missed this one. Uh, or I, maybe I just, it was so early on, I just literally don't remember, but, um, 
I like when they do stuff like that. Like they announce something and it's like out now. I'm like, oh. That's exciting. <laughs> yeah, this is this is another one that I I might play. Um, because it like the art style looked really cool and uh, I it it just seems like a really interesting story. Like I know there've been um games that are like focused on like your shadow before yeah. uh but I, th- I thought this was like a really interesting way to do that and i'm i'm really interested in like figuring out what the story is going to be like so this might be another one that i might play i don't know if i would necessarily stream it but i'd, I'd probably play it on my own mm-hmm. what do you think koga yeah i i didn't hear about it until they announced it right then so it was kind of interesting to be like out now and i'm like wait what what is this so <laughs> right. But it, it looked like it would be some I would probably give a shot. Um, I think I don't think it's too much. I think it's what maybe like less than like twenty bucks, maybe. Um, let me. See. Oh, it's actually on Steam right now for like thirteen forty nine. So it's not. It's, it's pretty go. cheap. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. So in to this comes to shock to no one. Animal Crossing won best family game. <laughs> Uh, Fall Guys won uh, Best Community Support, which I also think it's not that surprising considering their social media activity. Uh, And Phasmophobia won Best Debut Game, which I thought was cool. Um, It was mainly a thing of like, oh, for a lot of people, Phasmophobia was the only game that they knew from that list. So, you know, it's just like the other games, I guess, just weren't as popular. But none of this is surprising, so we can just kind of move past this one. This one is a mouthful, so take just let me take my time. So near replicant version one point two two four seven four four eight seven one three nine. Fuck you, Square Enix. Why (laughs) showcase the gameplay trailer of just kidding Square Enix? I love you. uh, Of the updated near automata prequel. So I didn't so. We can actually learn something today. The reason why it's called this, it's because this game actually is kind of like... They they said it's not a remake nor a remaster, but this is a game that already existed back in the day, like 2012 or something. And they're basically doing a new version. It's almost like, you know, how we talked about the director's cut of... Um, of Sea of Solitude. This is basically that. They're like adding new stuff. It's almost like they're treating it like a patch. Uh, they could have just called it, you know, version two, <laughs> um, you know, but um, it's near, you know, it's Square Enix, um, you know, just comes to surprise to no one. I still need to play near Automata. That game looks so fun. And obviously it's so critically and like publicly acclaimed that I, I need to play it. Are y'all near fans? Um, I, I haven't played, played uh, <laughs> um, the, Both of I you have... just saying at the same time, I haven't played it. <laughs> That's the experience. We haven't played it. <laughs> That's our experience. Um, I am very glad that they they put like the replicant in the title, so there's something different that's Googleable, so you don't have to type in the 1.24. Right. Like I, <laughs> my brain cannot conceive of this title. Numbers. I, I can't. I can't physically hold the. I'm. I'm too gay. I'm too gay <laughs> to understand the numbers. <laughs> that's basically my only opinion. <laughs> what do you think, Coca? 
Um, I, as I said, I haven't played um, Automata yet. Just one of those games that I, I do want to, but I have a whole bunch of games to play now. And as we get to later, I now have quite a few more next month. Um, but right. yeah, I'm glad they put Replicate there because I don't know what I don't. I'm really curious why they would put version 1.22474871, whatever. I already messed up, and I'm just looking at it. I, I guess maybe I would have to have played the games to maybe understand that, but at least it's just we could just call it near replicate, so we don't mm-hmm. have to call it auto. I mean, geez. I think that was the original, and now yeah, they're so calling it like they're making it a, a thing of like we don't want to call it a remake. Or a remaster, so we're just gonna pretend it's a patch, and then you know, obviously, the the creator seems like very humorous and like very memey in the way that he does things. So this is not surprising to me. It's just a lot, and like shout out to Sydney Goodman, the host of the pre-show, because she did not flinch. <laughs> she really did that. <laughs> she did Down not flinch. She like did that in one like take. She did not stutter, and I was like. She deserves all the awards. She can she stay for the main show? (laughs) Right? She was so good. Like she did not stutter. I was like, damn, if anyone would have gotten that on a teleprompter, they would have they would have gotten screwed. Um (laughs) You know what game I'm super excited for? There's this game called We Are OFK. And at first, I just thought it was, like, a random, like, song from, like, a random, like, artist. And then at the very end, like, because they basically they led off as, like, this indie pop band, OFK, is debuting their first song. And I was like, okay, they're cute. The song is nice. And then right at the end, it's, like, interactive series. And I was like, ooh. And then I looked into it because they didn't show much of it. So apparently it's like supposed to be a making of the band kind of uh, situation where it's like you, you, you're basically these characters from this band as they like live in L.A. or whatever. And they just kind of like navigate and they date people. And I don't know if they can date each other. That's, you know, stay tuned. Um, <laughs> but, you know, that's a, that's a thing that I thought was really cool. Like just... Uh, um, Especially, like, I loved the actual show Making the Band growing up. So I, I I always think it's so cool to see, like, the behind the scenes of, like, them putting stuff together and almost like a um, choose-your-own-adventure kind of situation. Like, I don't know if they're going to have, a like, you know, branching paths or anything like that with the narrative. But I always like stuff like that where you're kind of like, it's almost like a sim game, but not really. What did y'all think? I was bopping. Yeah, we were we were in the we were in our, our chat just like just like fully vibing. Um, <laughs> but that, that was that was actually really interesting uh, to meet you. Like at, at first, I didn't really like register what was going on because they literally just like announced it as like a new band debuting yeah. their <laughs> song. <laughs> and it's like oh it's an interactive series but like from the from the description um that that you're giving us right now that does sound really interesting yeah Um, did you were you able to catch this one koga uh i did catch this one i definitely do want to try this one um i don't know it just seems really different i'm sorry showing here how it says that it's an ep about dreaming dating and paying rent i don't know about (laughs) wanting to pay rent that's not fun it's but um 
yeah, definitely something I will want to um, try out. It's, it's, I don't know, that's, that's quite a few of the games that we've talked about that I, when I look at them, it's just that there's something about them that just stand out more than the games that we always get, like these big AAA games. Right. And I'm kind of more interested. <laughs> yeah. So I'm definitely, since it's coming out, it's like spring of next year. So yeah. I'll be keeping up that. We add that to my wish list. Yeah, for sure. Um, they, um, a beloved classic, Mist, is being reimagined for the VR, and it's actually another one of those now available moments for the Oculus Quest. So, um, I, I was like, I've heard of this game, but I've never played it, so I had no emotional, you know engagement with it i was like okay cool and i think no one in our chat knew except for spin yeah <laughs> i was literally the only one like freaking out and everybody was just like what <laughs> that's a weird way to spell mist what, what's that i remember that from the yeah. chat yeah i was i was like fully living um mist was my entire jam as a child it, it came in like a like this big ass box of like five thousand CDs. Oh, um, you had to like literally every time you went to a new world, you'd have to like change out the disc, and oh, that was like such a production. No, and like yeah, yeah, like it was it was like a series. There was a series of three like missed games, and there was like several CDs in each game, and it was it was a, it was a journey. It was a production. And I, I played the whole thing on my Windows 95 PC as a child. Yes. And I loved it and I lived for it. What so... is it like about? Because like it looked like like a gone home kind of situation. Yeah, it's kind of um, really like world exploration and like traveling through dim through dimensions via books was Ooh. the was like my um my experience with it it was it was very like exploration heavy and i think it's the like the perfect kind of game for vr um yeah. i don't necessarily know if i would be able to play it in vr um because of like my motion sickness issues but yeah, if i can manage it i this might be the thing that makes me get an oculus <laughs> <laughs> yeah like, <laughs> i i was just like yes man. Oh, <laughs> um, so, did you have any any like experiences with Mist, or what did you think? Um, I've heard of it, like, but I've never got around to playing it. But seeing her that it's like going to be in VR, that's interesting. Um, I do hope that it's not just the quest; like, it still supports the Rift S. I know, um, Oculus they're trying to move more towards the Quest Two and whatnot. Which, well, how they tie that to Facebook, I don't have the best opinions of that. But if they have that on um, the Rift S, which I'm going to get another one within a month or two, I'll definitely take a look at it. Yeah. Hopefully it's out. Oh, it's already out. Hopefully it's going to become compatible. Like, do I sign up for a Facebook to play this game? <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, that's the downside to it. It's like yeah. if you if you don't already, I guess have like I know because like for the Rift S, you didn't have to have one and don't have. Don't have to yet. I know, like I think for like the Quest Two and whatnot, you do have to have one. And I, I get that Facebook, you know, bought Oculus, but I, I really feel that putting them having it to where you have to have a Facebook is, is a bad idea. Yeah, because especially yeah. if you get banned, then you can't play. Apparently, though, personally, I've never been banned on Facebook, so 
I, I would assume that it's you no know, not being silly out here but <laughs> yeah. it's kind of like the fact that it's just so tied together like that i i don't like that that's the route that they went with but i would um hope that it would go to maybe other platforms like maybe like to steam or something just to you know that more people can get to it and not have to like go through some other ropes to where if you don't have an oculus you can't because i know i know there are some programs where you can do that but i, I will say for vr they i wish they stopped locking things to a specific store that can't be used on another device. Mm-hmm. I don't think VR kind of needs that. But if it's so compatible with the Rift S, um, I mean, oh my God, I'm getting confused with names. So this is what people <laughs> felt like when it came to Xbox. I understand. <laughs> but if it's with the Oculus Rift S, um, I'll, I'll give it a shot. Yes. Uh, the next few awards we don't really have opinions on because this is for the esports girlies out there listening to the show. Uh, so here we go. League of Legends won Best Esports Game. Zonic wins Best Esports Coach. League of Legends World Championship 2020 wins Best Esports Event. Shox wins Best Esports Event. Host, nope, I can't read. Uh, G2 Esports wins Best Esports Team. Showmaker wins Best Esports Player. There you go. For the for the one person, just kidding. For the people out there who watch esports and care about that, I wanted to include that for y'all. <laughs> uh, even though we don't really particularly have opinions on this or particularly care about this. Um, yeah. So this was the, the start of the show. The yeah. main show. Yeah. Uh, I forgot to mention, yes. This is how they started the main show with straight culture. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, when it comes to esports, I don't pay much attention. The closest I've paid to that was fighting games, which that was because I, I like fighting games, was playing in tournaments, and that, that that was a very weird transition. Oh my goodness. So when it comes to anything outside of that, I'm not very familiar with you know the esports teams and whatnot. Unless it's like the only time I'm aware of it, like a certain team, like you know, EG, if, if there's a like fighting game player that's on it, and then of course I end up seeing news or something else. So it's just that I'm not really aware of like these type of teams, and I don't watch League of Legends tournaments or anything like that. So it's not like I dislike it. I just I don't. I'm just not a. I, I don't know. I'm not aware. Yeah. We're just not esports girlies. <laughs> We're not. We're really not. Like, I just can't take video games that seriously. And, like, I just... I I do find things impressive sometimes that they do. Like, whenever I happen to see a clip or anything of the sort. But I, to me, I'm just like, I just could never, like, practice that much. I, I don't even play competitive. Like when, like, when I used to play Overwatch, like, I didn't even do competitive. I was like girlies i just want to play i just want to vibe with a podcast and just like (laughs) be the healer because apparently nobody ever wants to be the healer so i always end up stuck being the healer for the sake of the team um anyway i don't play overwatch anymore (laughs) (laughs) exactly exactly like um i don't even like do online battling in pokemon like (laughs) (laughs) I love how that's your version of that. <laughs> it counts. I yeah. Oh yeah. The Pokemon competitive scene is huge. Like they do the like. Way too seriously. They do. They do. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's like yeah. it's, it's it's Pokemon. It's supposed to be fun, right? <laughs> Like I, I still play fighting games online, so I can understand it. And I used to like go to tournaments like back in the early 2010s. That's what we call those years. Um, but like I couldn't really get behind the whole esport change. I mean, it, it, it's good things. Like it made people have to be a little bit more accountable for how they act. But it kind of got very, very professional, and in sometimes in a more boring way. <laughs> and games started being based, being made for that. And yeah. it's kind of like. I'm not sure how I feel about this direction. It's not a bad direction. It's just not as fun gameplay-wise for me. Yeah. So some games, some don't. But when it comes to tournaments, I, I don't enter them as much. But I can understand people wanting to play, you know, competitive and things like that. Just don't be pricks to people who don't. Yeah. Right. I right. love that you brought that up because, like, uh, not to get too much into a, an esports tangent because we are, we have a lot to get into. But um. When it comes to, like, fighting games and stuff like that, I know, like, I've seen people complain about it so much where it's, like, games end up being kind of boring, like Koga said, because, like, every character has to be perfectly balanced, so there's a character that perfectly counters them and all that stuff, and it's, like, there's kind of no mystery, not that there's no mystery to it, but there's, like, it kind of sucks when there's, like, a right way to go about it and everybody yells at you to do it that exact way, and you're, like... What if I just want to play that girly because I want to play that girly and not because she's the best character for this specific situation or, and you know what I mean? Like, I, I think that's kind of where the fun gets sucked out of it. Um, so I can totally, I can totally see that. Um, a game that kind of looks fun was this free-to-play multiplayer dragon battle game called Century Age of Ashes. Uh, it's coming to early access in February of 2021, and it's basically what I just said. Like, you just, you are a girly on a dragon, and you fight other girlies on dragons. And oh I was like, this is, this is not for me, but I was like, I will watch people play this. <laughs> dragons fighting, all right, let's go. Like, I don't know why it made me think of, like, Lair, the game that came out on, like, near the launch of PS3, where you were pretty much, like fighting other dragons on a dragon <laughs> but it's probably not going to be like that but i don't what can i say i see dragons th breathing fire at other dragons i'm like all right let's do it and it's free to play so <laughs> yeah it's not like i have to worry about being early access because i am a little bit cautious about most games that do that but if it's free to play and i don't yeah. have to throw no money into it uh yeah i'm definitely going to try to you know blow some people up online <laughs> yes i love that yeah, it's it's definitely something that I would probably like watch somebody play rather than play myself. Yeah, but it is it is interesting because like I um I feel like a lot of people are just like oh everything's a battle royale now, but like this is this is one where it's like it makes sense that it's a battle royale. Like <laughs> the, just the concept of it sounds really really awesome, and and I think that's fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, after that we've got um, the new fighter joining Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, which Ooh. is... <laughs> it's Sephira. <laughs> oh no. When I heard that the song come on, I was like, oh, the, I, 
I don't know how the stands reacted, but I was like, it's another sword person. And I I know that that's usually not a good thing. But I only, I've only seen so far, like, people freaking out. They're like, oh, my God, Sephiroth is in Smash. But I haven't seen any, like, Smash stands complain about it. Which, if they do, it's valid. <laughs> because it's like, I get it, you know? Like, another sword girly. But, um, yeah. Sephiroth is fine. It's Sephiroth, you know? Mm-hmm. He yeah, almost that's... killed Mario. <laughs> we oh totally God. thought that he murdered Mario. We were just like, <laughs> oh my God, Mario's dead. And they just had him buy like the suspenders? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just like scrolling through our live reactions and we're just like, oh no, Mario's dead. <laughs> Mario, like we fully thought Mario was dead. <laughs> I li- I jumped. It's like I blinked for a second and I just saw him holding him by the suspender and I was like, "What? Why is everyone freaking out?" <laughs> Cuz I fully so missed, missed that scene where it's like you just see the silhouette of like Sephiroth and it looks like he's stabbing Mario, basically referencing a scene from uh well, Evan. a couple scenes from or references to Final Fantasy 7 and Advent Children and all that. So yeah. Yeah, I was like, I fully thought he killed Mario. Have y'all was... seen there? There's a meme that I saw and I was screaming of, and it said like characters that have thrown hands at uh, Sephiroth, and it was Mario, Ariana Grande, a girly from Yokai Watch, and then um, like Cloud or like something like that. And I thought it was so funny because I was like, because for people who don't know, Ariana Grande was in a Final Fantasy mobile game. So she threw hands with Sephiroth. And then they there was a Yokai Watch like mobile game event where Sephiroth made an appearance. And of course now he's in like Smash Bros. So another, you know, <laughs> another crossover. And I just love that. <laughs> I saw that meme and I was howling. <laughs> I love crossover so much. It makes me so happy. Uh, uh, Koga, did you did you get to see this one? Oh yeah. Um, okay. So <laughs> I, I, at first, I did, I couldn't tell because okay, so like, I was watching with some friends and they were like talking, so I couldn't hear like his music hit. Yeah. And I was like, they pretty much just made him sound like he's like the final like if if. That he beats the boss of Smash Bros. and now it's him, and I'm like, congratulations, Cloud! You, you brought you brought this person over to Smash, and now everybody <laughs> has to deal with him now. Right? But it was, I mean, it's hard to say whether it was surprising or not for me because it's like at this point, Smash can just add anybody, which I think is great that that's the point to where it is at, to where they just add can add anyone who's a part of video games. So I think it's definitely. Great. I know some people are like it's another sword person, but like I said, it's it's Sephiroth, so it's 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 okay. And Sephiroth. like Final Fantasy VII remake is one of the biggest games of the year. It makes perfect sense that they would be like, hey, we have Cloud. Let's mm-hmm. let's ha- let's add in Sephiroth. Although if right. they wanted to make it, you know, less sword people, they could have just put in Tifa. I'm just saying she was made for a fighting game. I don't know if Nintendo is ready for that jelly. But uh, I don't know if you know they want to. Bayonetta can be in there. That's true. Like... <laughs> yeah, that's true. If Bayonetta can be in there, then so yeah. can Tifa. Add her. Add her, and so we can get another Final Fantasy stage and more Final Fantasy music. Yeah, that's one of the 
good things about Sephiroth coming. I'm like, oh my god, more Final <laughs> Fantasy music in Smash. Yes. I love that. Oh, I, yeah, I that. same. I don't know if they, if it was an edit or not, but it, I think one of the outfits that he's gonna wear, he's gonna like do the the shirtless moment. I think I don't know if that was edited or not, but I saw an edit of like the first the top half was Sephiroth shirtless, and the bottom half was like bayonetta posing. <laughs> Like the bayonetta legs, <laughs> and I was like, "Of course, the internet did this to me." I love that. Sometimes I love being on the internet. I love, I love Twitter for that. Truly, <laughs> just Truly. the the top tier memes. Um, but yes, our next winner was Laura Bailey. Uh, she won best performance for her role as Abby in The Last of Us Part Two. I don't have any opinions on this. I like she's obviously a very talented actress, and I it was really cute seeing her genuine reaction. Like she was like very excited and emotional. Uh, but to me, it just rubbed me the wrong way. Not to get too much into it, but like every time The Last of Us Part Two got praised because obviously they won a lot of awards it was always like you know i'm so grateful for like the bravery of this storyline and like how we did this and i was like and like took the risk to do this and i was like well it's easy for straight people to take risks and do that kind of shit when they can walk away from the game and be like oh my god cool story but couldn't relate couldn't be me and they can just like step away from it and be like oof let me take a break from that trauma (laughs) meanwhile the rest of us are like oh wow okay wow what a a, what a cool story about (laughs) trans trauma groundbreaking (laughs) wow because the zombie apocalypse wasn't enough um right (laughs) yeah i'm I'm aware Um, of who Bailey is so I'm, I'm happy for her especially I know she had to like deal with death threats from like some of the fan base yeah. I guess for something that happened within the story I don't I didn't play it so I don't know but like oh, yeah. I, I know we being the, the voice of um young trunks in Dragon Ball Z so <laughs> I'm very happy for her Aww. that she I think she played Black Widow in the Avengers game if I'm not mistaken um, I think I'm not sure. If I'm not mistaken, yeah, I she did. I didn't have anything yeah. against like her personally, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I do kind of wish she had silenced her phone. Because <laughs> <laughs> we were, we were like clowning all the people from the Last of Us the whole night because they, like very audible like bing, text bing, notification, bing, 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 like during their acceptance speech. Yeah. <laughs> And hers, hers was like the first one, and we were just like, "Well, there's her phone." Right. <laughs> oh, she played Sarah in Final Fantasy Thirteen, Lightning's oh, sister. Oh, she... Aww. I loved her. Okay, okay, I'm I'm, I'm a fan. <laughs> she I'm a played fan she played Rise from Persona Four as well. Um, and so like uh, happy for her. Just... Yeah. Not this game. And of course, her most important role, Blaze the Cat in Sonic Generations. Of course. <laughs> thing in that game? I don't think she did. I think she was just there. <laughs> she probably was like, yeah. <laughs> and they just credited her. I <sighs> love that. 
Anyway, I'm obviously joking, y'all. I'm joking. We're just doing a little goof. It's okay. But she's an amazing actress. She was um, also in, like, Marvel Spider-Man. She, um, she's like in a shit ton of games. World of Warcraft. She plays Black Widow everywhere, like Marvel vs. Capcom, like all of that stuff. Uncharted, she played Nadine. So, obviously, she's a very talented girly. And we're not trying to discredit her, which is just, you know. Anyway. <laughs> uh, Microsoft did do something uh, that was pretty cool. So, they, they unve- unveiled the first trailer for Perfect Dark. Uh, it's basically a reimagined version of the series. It's not. We don't have a lot of details or any details whatsoever. Um, apparently, they're supposed to like give details soon, TM. But uh, <laughs> we don't know anything. The only difference is that it's developed by the Initiative instead of Rare. Uh, but Rare acknowledged them on Twitter, and they were like, "We're so excited to see the the reinvented or the reimagined version." of this and we're super excited and we love what we've seen already so it seems as though everything is like in good terms and um i i'm not familiar with perfect dark but i am i am excited because it looked really cool and it's like about like environmental issues and stuff like that and taking corporations down and i'm like maybe she made some points (laughs) maybe so this is one I didn't I didn't really have a whole lot of thoughts on because I'm not too uh, familiar with the series. But Koka, I know you had some thoughts, so I want to I want to hear your thoughts on it. Yes, um, <laughs> I am very happy that we are actually getting another one because the the last one that came out as a launch for Xbox 360 wasn't that great, but the one that was on Nintendo 64 was definitely it was it, it played kind of like GoldenEye, but I think that it were, they were both made by the same people, so it played similar, but it was still a very fun game. So it's nice to see that there's going to be another one because it's something that I've been saying about Microsoft for a while. You have a bunch of IPs that you're not using. Please do that. And this is one of them. So it's nice to see after, what, like 15 years, um, we're getting another Perfect Dark game. So hopefully they um, do this one well. And I can't wait for it. Yeah. Nice. Um, next up, we have uh, Left 4 Dead developers releasing a trailer to Spiritual Successor Back for Blood, set to release on June 22nd, 2021. Closed Alpha begins on December 17th. Mm-hmm. Um, I have not played a Left 4 Dead game in over 10 years. <laughs> but... Well... But I, I remember having a good experience with it, so I might I might be interested in trying this out. We were um, all so convinced especially... it was Left for Dead Three. Like we were just yeah. fully convinced, like it's Left for Dead Three, and they were like Back for Blood because we are different. <laughs> yeah, first I was yeah. like Black Back for Blood. I'm like, is that the subtitle for Left for Dead Three? Yeah. I'm like, oh, oh no, it's just okay. But it's from the. From the same, I believe it's the same developer. So, at least from my understanding, I'm not sure if Valve, um, because I don't know what it is about three. Valve, they don't, Valve, sorry, they don't like the number three, apparently. So, they (laughs) wanted to make a game, so they made this one. Um, personally, I'm looking forward to it a lot. I did quit quite a a bit of Left 4 Dead 2 because my roommate, she loves that game and games like that, such as, um, World War Z. So, um, I did. 
I didn't wasn't aware of a closed alpha. Let's see if I can get into the closed alpha and do some closed alpha ing. Yes. So this is developed by Turtle Rock Studios. So apparently it's just like they branched off. It's published by Warner Bros. Interactive. So uh, Valve has no, which is probably why it's not called Left for Dead Three. <laughs> um, but yeah, they still kept the four in there to you know keep it branded. So that it's similar enough, if you will. Um, there right. was this game from um, Sumo Digital uh, that is a PvPVE. Why? <laughs> I'm like, why? Why do y'all need to complicate things for everyone? Uh, set in a brutal medieval world. So uh, yeah, I didn't really the medieval. This is probably I. I'm pretty sure I took a bathroom break when this game popped up. To be honest, because yeah. the the. The medieval setup is just not my kind of thing when it comes to games. Like when it when I think of fantasy, I think of like pink hair, <laughs> and I think of like JRPG JRPG shit. I don't think of like right. heavy armors and gladiators and all that. So I have no opinion on this because I'm pretty sure that's when I took a bathroom break. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm looking back in our in our chat log and you absolutely did. Um, Listen, I don't like. We we were all kind of of the opinion like, like this is this is kind of this is kind of a straight culture game. <laughs> um, but the the thing about like I do really enjoy uh, fantasy that's like set in a, like a medieval kind of setting. Um, I just the Game of Thrones game really burned me because that game was so bad. Oh no! <laughs> like, I still, I still like, I ke I kept my physical copy of it to remind myself never to buy <laughs> like a game like that again. <laughs> it was not the physical copy as a reminder to never make that mistake again. I am yelling. Yeah. So I was I was just kind of like I'm just I, I can't do that again. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> so that was kind of my my thoughts on opinions. I actually had to try to sit and try to remember it. I think this was the one, if I'm correct, where it, it didn't have any gameplay, but yeah. it just showed like she and this went on for like it felt like maybe five minutes. Was that the one? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, with all the... A lot of it... games didn't show gameplay, weirdly enough. It went on for a while. And I'm like, this looks interesting, but I mean, I guess it there's, there, was, there was nothing there for me to see gameplay-wise. Yeah. But I mean, I guess the concept might be interesting, but I mean, what is PvPVE? Like, how does that work? Please explain. I guess it's like you can fight people, but you can also, like, there's also, also co-op. Yeah. I think... It's a weird way to put it, like PvPVE. I'm like, okay, just say, you know, you can either do PvP and co-op, just... <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would think it would be, yeah, PvE slash PV, I, I don't know. Maybe they just put that in wrong, but it sounds like it would be yeah, something to do with people or against people, which uh, that, that would be fine. You know what's That's, interesting? Yeah, I think it's called Hood. Like some people, oh yeah, I forgot to pick up the name. 
yeah, it is called Hood. Yeah, Hood, Outlaws, <laughs> and Legends. There you go. Thank you. I've seen some people list their games as PvPVE, and I've seen people list it the other way around, PvEVP, which was even weirder. So there's no... Is there a difference? I don't know. <laughs> I think they just... They just typed it differently. <laughs> I don't know. Um, this was a cute moment, though. Like, No Man's Sky won the best ongoing game. And this, for people who may not remember just for me saying this, this was that moment when they showed who won and then the person was fully taking a sip of their drink and being like, oh... <laughs> I won <laughs> because they were competing against That's Fortnite so and they fully were like, oh, I was expecting Fortnite to win. <laughs> how do I, how, how did we win against Fortnite? <laughs> so it was almost like the iconic moment. There's an iconic moment from our very own spin blend when he was streaming Pokemon shiny hunting and he was taking a sip of his drink and then the shiny appeared and he made a, a wonderful anime-esque gag sound that uh, has been immortalized into a sound command. And it was almost like that. We almost got a gag moment. Yeah, we were thinking it was going to be another gag moment. We were robbed like he, of a gag moment. I, I loved his reaction because he was just fully not prepared. He, <laughs> he was, was just not... like, well, here we go. <laughs> 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 he was the only person, I think, who cussed because he was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> And I loved it. I was like, that would be I, me. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I um, I don't super have many opinions yeah, on No Man's Sky, no, but that, I, guess I know nothing about it. Yeah, I was surprised that it won. I know it it came out and like, it people didn't like it, but apparently they kept updating it and whatnot. Yeah. I guess for the people who stuck around, as far as I know now, it's in a much better state. Um, I haven't played it because, unfortunately, like I said, when it came out, it was in a bad state. So I ended up playing a bunch of other stuff. I know it has VR now, so maybe I'll go Ooh. back to it in the future. But I, I didn't expect it to win. But it, and, hey, they uh, they put in a lot of work to get things right. So it, at least that I'll give them credit. Yeah, that at least try. that's what I was gonna say because they basically did to No Man's Sky like a whole like. 180 situation it reminded me a lot of when final fantasy 14 first came out and it was a disaster and then they turned it around completely and the game is now a huge success and it was really cool to see like them getting that recognition of like y'all really turned it around and y'all really did that uh but it was funny that they won against fortnite it, it was one of those moments where i was like you know what it's still straight culture but I, I will give them that. <laughs> exactly. I'm happy for them. In other spiritual uh, successor news, we the creators of Dead Space debuted a trailer for a new story-driven, single-player survivor horror game entitled The Callisto Protocol, coming in 2022. Um, yeah, people were saying, I, um... like, Dead Space, and it was like a, a different name, and it was like, okay, this shit again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we fully thought it was it was Dead Space. <laughs> I'm not a survivor yeah, horror person, so I'm probably not gonna play it. Uh, I this played the probably first also. One. Yeah, yeah, I played the first one, but didn't get into the second one. And the third one, I know, I think, but did they have microtransactions issues or something? I know people were kind of upset about the third one. 
but I, I like the play in the first one. So um, if it's made by the same, you know, same people, um, I'll probably take a look into this because I do like survival horror. Definitely, definitely will give it a shot. Yeah. Um. So next up, I I don't think I don't know if any of us are Warhammer fans, but they did a Warhammer Forty Thousand Dark Tide first gameplay footage premiere. Uh, so yeah, I don't know anything about this. Are you familiar with the Warhammer series, Koga? No, I never played none of them. But since it's gonna be on Xbox Game Pass, I'll probably try it and see how it is. But I've never really gotten into the Warhammer series. There you go. Uh, Actually, I think I have one, but I probably got it from like Humble Bundle or something. So tossed it into my library with everything else and wondered hmm, how that get there. <laughs> think i think that happened to me too like i think i do have like a couple warhammer games that i just redeemed for free randomly and i was like oh, i'll redeem them whatever and i just that's all i know about warhammer are you familiar spin with the series do you have yeah, any thoughts concerns pretty much the same i have zero <laughs> opinions yeah <laughs> Uh, Ghost of Tsushima won Best Art Direction, uh, which is not surprising at all. The game looks beautiful. Although, I feel like Hades could also... I don't know if they were also nominated for that, but uh, Hades could have easily won that. But Hades did win Best Action Game, which was really cool to see um, uh, developers who actually don't force their coworkers into crunch and actually force them to take days off uh, win awards. Imagine. <laughs> um, so yeah, Half-Life Alex won Best VR AR. Uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 won uh, Best Sports slash Racing Game. And yes. Elden Ring won Most Anticipated Game. Which I was like, who? <laughs> so sorry. I thought literally any of the other games would have won most anticipated, but I was like, I don't even know who Elden Ring is. Apparently, it's like from Software's next game. Yeah, so. it is, and they haven't given us nothing else on it, so it's the most anticipated because we don't know nothing. <laughs> Let us show me some footage. I still call shenanigans because I feel like the sequel to Breath of the Wild is like super anticipated. I feel like people yeah. are just zooming to play that. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how this won, but you know, straight culture. Yeah, we like, need more queer people to be a part of gaming media so that they actually get their opinions in there. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Exactly. That was that was kind of my thoughts on all of those too. Yeah, <laughs> like, these uh, wins are really surprising, but good for them. And then Elden Ring was just like, huh? Who? Right. Uh, um, the first of many road trip games is here, and the first one is called Open Roads. It's from the, the creators of Gone Home and Tacoma, uh, starring Carrie Russell and Caitlin Dever. So this one looked really cool. I don't know what happened this year. Well, I know what happened. Actually, this makes a lot of sense that in the year where there's a lockdown, people are like, you know what would be cool? To go on a road trip. So like the developers are just developing games about road trips, which I guess, you know, they've probably been developing them for years. Like you know, I am aware. But I just think it's yeah. funny that it, all of these road trip related games are like being revealed right now. And I'm like, 
oh wow <laughs> i do want to go on a road trip actually and this one looks really cool it's like you basically like have to like uncover the mysteries of like the um, like family past family members and like kind of see what happened and all that stuff i'm like i, I was really intrigued with this one and the art style looked really yeah, good it did um I was I was excited about this one too. Um, th now that you mentioned, like a lot of the games that, especially the ones that I was the most excited about, have like themes of like exploration, <laughs> travel. Oh gee, you're in a new location. <laughs> imagine, imagine that. Right. Um, but yeah, this is one of the ones that I kind of had my eye on. Um, yeah. I think it, I think it looks like it's gonna be cool. Uh, what do you think, Koga? Yeah, I also feel the same way. Um, looking at it, I do like the art style and whatnot, and I do want to give it a shot when it comes out. I think next, yeah, next year, sometime next year. Yeah, mm -hmm. especially for the people who but, did Gone Home, I, I was almost like anticipating in the group chat when I saw two ladies in the front seats. I was like, lesbians, lesbian rights, and then it was like they immediately said like. This is about a girly and her mom. And I was like, oh. <laughs> Ruby. Ruby. The thing is. Okay, what? <laughs> I was like, okay, Gone Home, pure... Lesbian Rights. So I thought this was going to be like a spiritual sequel to it. You know? I thought it was pretty clear that one of, like, one of the women is clearly, like, much older than the other. So I was like, oh, mother-daughter. Okay. And Ruby's over here just, like, lesbian. I don't know. Listen. I just saw two ladies and I was like, lesbian rights. And then, you know, everything made sense when they said it was about a, a girly and her mother. And I was like, oh. oh. <laughs> that actually makes a lot of sense. Uh, I love that. I love that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's another game that has a new version coming out, and the game is Disco Elysium. This this game, I know, I don't know much about it, but I know that it was uh, awarded at a previous game awards. So they they have a new Final Cut version coming in March, and they, it's gonna have new quests, more characters, and full voice acting. So yeah, n don't know much about. Did any of y'all play Disco Elysium? Uh, no, but the um, this announcement sounds really cool. I kind of um, I kind of feel bad for people who like already bought the game and now there's like this better version coming out. Right. Uh, <laughs> to so be I, fair, I it's been a few years. Like you know true it's like it's it was, i think it was probably like last year or the year before when they got nominated so you know it's yeah, i think it came out last <laughs> year right october 15th last year at least on steam yeah so you know i don't I, right I, I i do kind of see that though like even with the um, with the game that we mentioned earlier um which was Sea of Solitude. It's like, Solitude, it is yeah. kind of interesting how like these games are getting these these huge revamps and it's like, oh, I guess I don't get I anything because oh. if I already got it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hopefully they give a discount or something yeah. to people who already bought it, you know, at least that. I know some, some games get that, but it would be, I can understand why people would be upset if they bought the original and then now I had to pay full price for another one because yeah. it's like, okay, 
you know, now to buy it again. And I don't know how much it would be. Cause I know the original right now it's 40 bucks. It's on sale for like 26 on steam currently. So, I mean, hopefully like, like so hopefully they give a discount or something. Yeah. If you're going to, unless it's like a whole bunch of changes that's worth the full price or something. Right. Yeah. Right. Apparently yeah, they, they added full voice that. acting for like every character. So that that's probably a lot even like especially if they included NPCs and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I don't know. They, I think they, they're a smaller studio, so it does make sense. Like they don't have that kind of budget to be like, just take all of this work for free with a right. free update. Like, I right. don't know. Uh, I don't know if also yeah, they're going to aim this at like new gen stuff. You know what I mean? So maybe it will mm -hmm. be less... For like people who already have it on PC, maybe you can just like purchase an update or something along those lines. Like if you already have the original or something. Um, so Dragon Age stands. Bioware showed a little bit of a sneak peek at the new game that they're working on. Not any details whatsoever. Just a little cameo at the end of a character that I don't know, but I people reacted to them, so I assume that's that a thing. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't. I know nothing about Dragon Age, so y'all, what did y'all think? Yeah, I also know nothing about Dragon Age, um, but I do. I do recognize the guy. I, I was. I'm aware enough of the franchise to be like, oh, that's that's a guy <laughs> that we know. <laughs> He looked like Xehanort from Kingdom Hearts. Like, <laughs> the baldy. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, not him. But yeah, he looked yeah, like a villain, that's yeah. all. <laughs> yeah, I never got into the series. It's just, again, it, too many other games. I know these games are not short. Yeah. So I never really got around to it. But I think it's nice. I know people have been wanting like a new one for a while. I, I am curious why they just called it Dragon Age. I don't know. Like I, when they do new games or a reboot, it, for some reason it kind of irks a little bit when they call it the just the main title because mm -hmm. it can get confusing later on down the line. Yeah. So for like searchability, it's just like okay, so do you want this one or this one or what? <laughs> yeah, they did that for Tomb Raider. They did that for Resident Evil Two, and it's annoying because you look it up and you have to like look up like the older game. You have to look up like with the old date. And it's like, mm -hmm. that's not what it used to be. I used to look up Tomb Raider and it used to pop up like the 98 version. And now I have to specifically type 1998, Tomb Raider 98 yeah. <laughs> to see the polygonal titties. <laughs> All we want to do is see a triangle titty. And <laughs> that's really, who, who are you to deny us? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Why do y'all even let me speak? Oh my god! Just honestly, listen. It, <laughs> this is—they're listening to this because they want to, and that's all. Um, I thought this game looked really cool. It's um a tactical roguelite space western. These fucking descriptions, I swear to God. Uh, called Endless Dungeon, announced by Amplitude Studios. Uh, I think Sega is publishing, if I'm not mistaken. The game, like yeah. the cast, looked pretty cool. Like I, I, I love seeing a diverse cast, and I'm like, oh, cool. Okay, you got to play you know, different characters. Not everybody looks the same for once. It's lovely. But uh, apparently this is set in, in, like, 
a specific franchise's universe that I'm not super familiar with. So um, I didn't really think too much of it. They didn't show much of it, uh, but I thought it looked cool. Do y'all have any like any 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 quick thoughts on this? We still have so much to zoom through. I'm like, Ooh. I know. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I'm just gonna say like I don't I don't know if it's necessarily like my thing, but the idea of a space western sounds neat. <laughs> yeah, yeehaw! But make it space. Exactly. <laughs> it's so good. It did sound interesting, although I can admit that when I was watching through it, I was the reason why I was a little bit let down because I saw Amplitude Studios and I was thinking, Amplitude the rhythm game? Are we getting that? Like, oh, wait, no, that's not it. Well, <laughs> so I'm like, not oh, quite. It, it but it, it does look, you know, a little bit interesting. So we'll see. But I would like for that to come to PC though. Yeah. In other disappointing right. news, The Last of Us 2 won Best Narrative. <laughs> Like, I'm sorry, I don't want to rain on everyone's parades every two seconds. But to me, it just bothers me that a game that is that essentially narrative? trauma porn wins best narrative and that these straight white developers are like, oh my God, we the, our risk was worth it. You know, we went through so much this year and it's so like, girl... <laughs> I don't want to hear none of it. <laughs> I don't want to hear none of it. So it was so hard for us to get into that headspace with the trauma, oh. and we really sacrificed a lot to betray this narrative. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine how tired we are. Imagine. I don't think you need to imagine, to be honest. You can hear it and see it. <laughs> exactly. I'm just... Uh, just Koga, give your thoughts. I'm just going to take a nap. Uh, <sighs> another last, last of Us 2 wins another award. <laughs> uh, amazing. Hooray. Woo! Right. Yeah. Wow. Especially when literally any <laughs> other game in this category would be a great winner. <laughs> I just, I don't, okay. I think, of course, everybody has their opinions. And just because they didn't win doesn't mean that they're not as good of a narrative game as The Last of Us Part Two. With that being said, it's just, it just bothers me that, uh, and we're going to get into this later. Because there's a specific award that The Last of Us Two won that struck a chord online. And I've already seen some articles about it. But it just, con it just concerns me that... I feel like people think that the whole controversy around The Last of Us 2 is how they killed a certain character, but that's totally not at all where the controversy lies. And um, it's also like, you know, rewarding these studios who are just, you know, full on crunch, crunch munch and for months and people are just like, you know, it's fine. Like, no, it's not. Like, I don't know. But anyway, the Black Desert Online developers, again, a weird situation where it's like a spiritual successor of sorts. Uh, they show the first gameplay look of open world action adventure Crimson Desert, which I remember we clowned around because we, we just gave we just threw around different color names and combined it with desert like 
next one is going to be the Cyan Desert, and then we're going to have Magenta Desert. Uh, the gameplay looked very similar to Black Desert Online. I don't know if this one is going to be single player, if that's going to be the differentiating thing. Uh, but it just literally looked like Black Desert Online. I'm like, okay, why did why is this a new game? I don't I don't understand. <laughs> did y'all yeah, did y'all was... experience Black Desert Online or anything? I I didn't, but I have like seen a bit of gameplay of it, and that that was very much my thoughts too. I was just like, this is this is just Black Desert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what were your thoughts, Koga? Maybe it's a maybe it might be a sequel because I'm showing that it's it's also listed as an MMO. So oh, I've never played well. Black Desert, so <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, Black Desert. I remember it made the news because the character creation was really detailed and it was like very good at the time. And I remember, I think it was like you used to have to pay for it, and then like it wasn't like monthly like Final Fantasy fourteen, but you had to pay to play. And then the game became free to play, and then I, I just think the game is just generally... I don't think it's necessarily flopping, but I remember they did a remaster of it, and I think they just tried to revive it so much that they may have just given up on it and been like, let's just develop a new one, because maybe we just need like a whole new rebrand. But it's weird just being like, remember Desert, Black Desert? Here's Crimson Desert, the same game. It's not the same game. The exploration actually looked like they did some new stuff that they didn't do in the original. But still, you know, I, I was just like, okay, cool. But, yeah, yeah, exactly. We want to uh, get into next, our next one. <laughs> the um, announcement of the Swedish chef from the Muppets joining Overcooked. All you can eat as a free DLC. What do we think? What I was think so disturbed it? by the human hands. I, I did not realize that Swedish Chef was supposed to have human hands, and I was so disturbed by it. I could not stop looking at him. I, okay. It took me a second to notice that he had, like, that, like, I guess, like, he's a puppet, mm -hmm. but, like, the person who's operating him, like, has, like, their actual human real hands out. Yeah, <laughs> and that was that was very that was very upsetting. Because uh, <laughs> I think they also had a wedding ring on or something like that, and I was like, "That's distracting." I don't think he's married. <laughs> Is the Swedish chef married? <laughs> maybe, maybe so. I was I was concerned. It, it was a cute little moment, and I do I do, I think the the character looks adorable in Overcooked. Because I think mm -hmm. it just matches the chaotic nature of that game series. Um, but I was like, okay, do we really need a whole skit for this? This is why I'm going to bed at 3 a.m. Because y'all are just doing all these skits. <laughs> yeah, I just, I didn't, I didn't necessarily know why we needed like a whole drawn out skit for just the announcement that he was going to be in the game. But yeah. he's cute in the game and yeah. I'm, I'm happy with it. Uh, <laughs> what did you think? I, I did enjoy the skit. I think it was probably a little bit long, but I think it's kind of they are adding them to the game. I do like playing Overcooked. Um, I haven't worked completely in the kitchen, but I was like a host, and I've been to the back of a kitchen. And after watching that chaotic catastrophe, and then playing that game with a few people, yep, pretty similar experience. <laughs> Matches <Yep>. up, yeah. <laughs> so I, I do like that they're adding them. I'm not sure like where it came from though, but yeah, sure. Yeah. That makes sense. Right. Love that. 
in other okay news, we have uh, the Unreal Tournament weapons are back for Warframe. It's available on Epic Game Store, so that's a thing that they announced. You can, you know, if you're an Unreal Tournament stan, you can get your hands on those weapons in the Epic Games Store. Uh, and Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War premiered a Season 1 gameplay trailer. I did not realize this was going to be several seasons. Um, <laughs> I forget. That's how online games work these days. Um, but I, I had no thoughts about it. I'm pretty sure I took this as another break. I was like, listen, this is, this is a long show. I need to take a break. Right. Yeah, I'm also no thoughts head empty on this one. What do you think, Koga? I didn't really have any thoughts because I don't have the game. Like, I don't. I don't have an intention to buy it because I mean the biggest reason why is because they have like exclusive things for like PlayStation that includes even if you're on PlayStation, you even level up faster. And I'm like, so Ooh, let's say I, I'm interested in this game. Weird. Why would I buy it to get less and pay the same price? Yeah. So I'll pass, and so I don't pay any attention to that game whatsoever. Yeah, that's very valid. That is interesting. <laughs> that's a uh, choice, huh? Sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, this was another really cool game that was very... The second of uh, Road Trip games, uh, it's called Season. This one is a PlayStation 5 exclusive, unfortunately, we, you know... Not very consumer friendly, but it's okay because the game looks really cool. It's a third person atmospheric adventure bicycle road trip game about exploring and recording disappearing cultures. I actually, I, I was semi-clowning this description as I'm reading it because it's just a mouthful, but the game looks so good. <laughs> um, so I do want to say one thing on that. It is actually also coming to PC. It's just not going to be on Xbox. The way they just okay. were like, it's an exclusive. And then it's like, it's not. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how they are. They'll act like it'll it'll be a game that'll come out, but it's, it'll also be on PC. And then they'll be, it's console exclusive. Yeah. Like, so in other words, it's going to be on PC and not coming to yeah. uh, Xbox. But it is or listed Switch, for yeah. PC as well. So looked really good. Right, right. Yeah. I'm I'm glad that I know that it's coming to PC now because like for a second there I was like oh this might be the game that I have to buy a PS5 for because I <laughs> was really excited about it mm -hmm. um, like I love the art style of it um, again I'm just like wow I would rather be literally anywhere else but the state of Florida right now in my own house on a little um, bicycle just exploring yeah. taking photos recording stuff. And I'm also like really interested in the um, the like recording disappearing cultures aspect of it. Yeah. Um, I I really want to see how they handle that and mm. um, just like see how that story like is told in the game because I th I think that's so important because there's so many there's so many like disappearing cultures like in and around um, especially like colonialized like mm -hmm. areas and um, there's like, just languages that are like only a handful of people speak anymore. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that's really important and I really want to see how uh, the game handles that. So I'm, I'm really excited about this one too. Yeah, I read a little bit into it and apparently the main character is this girly from like a very isolated village. Uh, so she just kind of like the whole purpose of the game is like she goes and branches out to like other locations and she kind of 
um, sees like what everybody like you know trying to like see what everybody else's cultures were like outside of that very remote village uh, because it did show it did seem like it was kind of like not necessarily post-apocalyptic but everything just seemed very abandoned and very and, and very bare so I I, I kind of like that idea of like you know someone just kind of like going back and seeing what everybody else's kind of uh, society was like I think I thought it was really really cool um, congratulations to tell me why <laughs> for winning games for impact um, that was we were all screaming we were all living for this award um, huge congratulations to them to the whole team um, this is the type of games that should be awarded this is the type of games that should be recognized because not just because it, it, it obviously portrayed um, trans representation in an amazing way and mental health as well and even indigenous cultures but uh because that's how it, every game should be in that way like if you're gonna have characters portray their cultures properly and just make them a part of their lives in a normal way without making a thing of like hey i am the trans character that's all there is to me <laughs> so exactly, yeah exactly. huge congratulations exactly. to them uh, With that game, like I really felt like they took—you could tell that they took so much care mm -hmm. with with every single character, and that really came through in the game. So I was really happy that they were recognized for that. Yeah, and even so the reaction from the developer, like it, it, you could tell it was very genuine, and you could tell it was very like it was a love, like um, it was like a, a a loved project of theirs, you know. I saw another person who worked on it and she was on um she was on a stream and she was also like crying and like screaming when she saw her coworker. She's like, "Oh my god, it's my coworker. We did it." <laughs> it was really sweet. It was really really sweet. Um, I love that. Yeah, we're just going to be zooming through some of these. So the mm -hmm. art universe is expanding with new announcements of a sequel with Vin Diesel and an animated series featuring Elliot Page. I saw I saw him in the credits of uh, of the voice actors, so I was very excited for that. Uh, Fall Guys showcased a trailer for the upcoming winter themed season starting in December 15. Actually looked really cute. Like we were actually kind of like living for it. Like maybe I'll go back to it. Um, continuing on, uh, they Square Enix revealed a new trailer for Outriders, a high intensity RPG shooter from the developers of Gears of War, Judgment, and Bulletstorm. Um, congratulations to Among Us. They won best multiplayer game. It was really cute seeing the developers' reaction. Like literally four people. <laughs> And it was so cute, um, the girly on the phone and everything. Girl like, it was so cute. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I was really happy for them. Yeah, I I was kind of like w going into it. I think when we discussed the nominees, we were kind of like, it's kind of weird that Among Us didn't come out this year and they're getting nominations, but seeing them win i was actually so happy for them i was like oh it's what they deserve <laughs> yeah it's definitely one of those cases where it's like it was something that good but it just needed um to be put out there 
Yeah. And the people just weren't aware of it now that, you know, people were streaming it, people became more aware of it, and it just blew up. And it's definitely well-deserved, in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's a good, like, um, underdog story of, like, the game had come out, like, a couple years ago, and they it, it had a decent audience. They were working on a second game, and then the pandemic hit, and then everybody started playing Among Us, and they were like... Okay, scrap Among Us 2. Let's actually implement that stuff into Among Us 1 because everybody's playing that. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, the iconic horror franchise. I, I, I love saying this because if anyone knows me, I know nothing about horror. But, you know, um, Evil Dead. Th there's a game for it called Evil Dead, the game. <laughs> I didn't get the reference at all. Like, people recognized because I guess... Some of the characters, or one of the characters, was in Dead by Daylight, if I'm not mistaken, or is in Dead by Daylight. So I, I didn't get the references at all, but the game is supposed to be an adaptation of the franchise, and it's going to have, like, familiar characters, familiar locations, and stuff like that. So I, I know nothing about Evil Dead, so yeah. Are y'all Evil Dead stands? Uh. Not really, but <laughs> I, I, did, I did kind of, like, peep, like, oh, that's... That's that sure is the main character. <laughs> Those are my thoughts. <laughs> I love that for you. Yeah, I, yeah. I've never really got into the franchise. Probably, I, I guess, probably should have at some point, but never really got around to it. But I mean, I know quite a few people, people who were. I know like a lot of people who were um, playing Mortal Kombat 11 were like hoping and praying that um, um, one of the characters would make it in, and that didn't happen. So there's a lot of people that I know that do like it. So we'll see um, how this goes. Uh, it's a what co-op in PvP. So I guess you run around and kill some things. So that sounds something that people who will like that will probably like. But for me, it's kind of like, mm, I'll, I'll, I'll take a look. Gander. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's fans of the series. For I, sure, yeah. I think, I yeah. Uh, next up, yes. we have Capcom is remaking, and when whenever they saw, they said a, a remake coming to the Nintendo Switch, a new ser a series that is being remade. Everybody lost their shit, and then they said Ghosts and Goblins, and I was like, who? <laughs> I don't know that man. Sorry to that man. I do not know them. I was like, oh, okay. And then they announced a thing that I actually think is pretty cute. Like, uh, it's called Capcom Arcade Stadium. It's a collection of Capcom's most beloved arcade games spanning three decades. So apparently what's going to, like, the situation is you're going to be able to download this, like, cabinet situation. It's going to come with, like, a free game. And then you can buy three different bundles that include, like, ten games each, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so I think that's cute for people to be able to, like, experience some of these games. Uh, some of the most iconic Capcom games that started in arcade. Um, I just like like games becoming official like older games becoming official so that we don't kind of lose them in you know what i mean like in the history and they just never become a thing so i don't know if it's a product of 2020 and people just being like dig up all the archives let's try to make money off of all the old things that we have because we can't make new ones or new ones are going to take a long time to make but i'm here for this concept listen Surely it's not super expensive to put this out there, you know what I mean, and make a little bit of profit, right? Right. Yeah. I 
I was less excited about the remake of Ghosts and Goblins and more excited about the Capcom arcade Same. stadium. Because, <laughs> um, like, I I love, uh, like, in the before times, I would I loved going to arcades because, like, there's some, like, lo locally near me. I collect, like, little mini arcades. I don't know if you all can see them in, like, my background. Um, so it's, oh, yeah. it's going to be really nice. Um to have like some of these arcade games like in a more accessible format, I just think that's really cool. Uh, what do you think, Koga? Um, I was happy to hear about the Ghosts and Goblins remake, but it's only on the Switch. It's, as far as I know, it's not coming to PC. Mm. That's a set. Capcom, you get a minus one for that. How dare you? But <laughs> the Capcom Arcade Stadium, I do like that idea as well. Um, I do like the idea of older games coming out to um, consoles and PC because a lot of these games you just can't legally get anymore, yeah. unfortunately. And it's usually like through, you know, ROM and emulation and, you know, people want to always say things about that. But it's like, if you put them out there and people love these games, they will buy it. Yeah, like the thing, like the Street Fighter 30th anniversary collection, despite on how that turned out in some ways, um, is a perfect example of this. You can play all those games on like 5K and the online is great. But people will still buy it if it's like you put like these certain number of like twelve Street Fighter games. People will still buy it. Yeah. Just make it make these older games available for them. People will buy them if if you make them available. Unless there were a game that was like really, really, really bad. <laughs> Although that can depend because some games are just really, really bad and it's hilarious. So you play it to experience the badness. So yeah, yeah I'm down for that. That and hope we get more of more of those games coming out officially. Yeah. Uh, exactly. We have a, a handful of awards um, that they zoomed through, so we're doing the same. I'm so sorry, y'all. Uh, but Hades won Best Indie Game. Congratulations to Supergiant. Uh, the Last of Us Part Two uh, won Best Audio Design. Sure, whatever. <laughs> Final <laughs> Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, that's, yeah. <laughs> Final Fantasy VII Remake won Best Role-Playing Game. Pretty valid. I thought Persona was going to win because Persona is so beloved by critics. So I was kind of surprised. But I think because it was royal, they were like, let's give it to a new game. So naturally, they gave it to a remake of a game. <laughs> but, you know, regardless, um, you know, uh, it's fine. Congratulations, Final Fantasy VII, Square Enix, everybody worked who worked on that game. Microsoft saw Flight Simulator. Uh, won best sim strategy game so okay um that game looked that actually we have a little story that she's actually coming to xbox next year and i'm actually intrigued to actually get on it because i just love the idea because all of my friends are from other countries <laughs> so i love the idea of kind of exploring even if it's just like the airports <laughs> that y'all are from like just that idea of like going there i think it's pretty cute especially if it's a part of game pass and everything and it's just like a little thing that i get to experience and without having to like pay full price for it and having like a super new computer that can run it in perfect quality um so yeah that'd be fun for that yeah an interesting award here was that ghost of tsushima won player's voice uh and that's basically the only category that was only like viewer votes only so interesting how they won that and then you know the critics the critics may have had other opinions 
Um, <laughs> so, um, next up, we have a survival PVE VP. I told y'all. I didn't dream this. They they said it. Uh, <laughs> uh, PVE VP shooter scavengers. They entered closed beta survival. I think this was one of those where we were like, okay, wow. Zombie apocalypse. Groundbreaking. <laughs> Uh, Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate won Best Fighting Game. Congratulations on that. Uh, like I said, Flight Simulator is coming to Xbox next year. Uh, Housemark's new space third-person action title, Returnal, is coming in March 2021. Uh, this is basically that game where there's the girly and she enters a door and she basically gets teleported back to where she was like when she landed on that planet or something like that. So it's basically like it's time travel-esque. It's like there's a limited time maybe on what she can do or something like that. I thought that looked really cool when it first got shown. But they showed a lot of gameplay for that, which was nice. Especially since it's coming in March. So you would think that they would have... They, they better have gameplay by now. Um, right. So, so yeah. Um, Rogue Company is introducing a new operative joining the co-op uh, shooter. So good, good on you. I was probably taking a break when this happened as well. Um... <laughs> Another game that was really cool was this co-op platform adventure called It Takes Two. And it's basically about a couple who gets turned into toys. And they have to go through these challenges that apparently are a variety of genre-bending challenges to basically fix their fractured relationship. So I thought it was very silly. Probably not going to play it because it's co-op only. So unless they have good online then or an online mode at all... Uh, I was so disappointed in Unravel 2 because it was like co-op only and then I got it and then I was like, oh, you can't play online. <laughs> Shit. Um, so there's that. Uh, yeah, that ruined it for me right there. I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. Online co-op only. Oh, never mind. <laughs> I don't even know if it's online. I, I just know it's co-op only or it's co-op. It's supposed to be online, but yeah. It would be nice if it was, if it was if it had online so that, you know, people who don't have friends <laughs> right. can play it. Could you um, imagine the kind of clamoring we get into if, like, two of us played that together? Right? I'm just saying. The yeah. game looks fun and chaotic, so I, I would be down for it. But when I see, like, a game that is meant to be co-op, I'm like, oh, okay. I don't mm -hmm. know about that one. Um, right. The Last of Us 2 won innovation and accessibility. So congrats on that. I will give them props for that at least because uh, accessibility is very important. So other games better be looking out to improve on their accessibilities, accessibility features, excuse me. Uh, Elder Scrolls Online teased the new, uh, new content for 2021. Uh, Among Us won best mobile game, so congrats for that as well on them. Um, Monster Hunter Rise got an extended gameplay trailer and a demo announcement. Uh, are y'all are y'all planning on on trying it out at least when the demo comes out? I think this is a Switch exclusive too, if I'm not mistaken. Um, it's coming out on Switch first, and then it's coming out on PC like months later. Later on, nice. I'm yeah, definitely I'm playing the demo because I'm not a Monster, Monster Hunter girly. 
Did we just say that at the same time? I'm so sorry. I'm you kind of cut off for me. <laughs> at the same time. I'll probably give this one a try. Like, I like World. It's just the only issue. I wouldn't say it's even a bad thing. It's just that some of the missions take time. Maybe like 30, 40 minutes. It depends. Which isn't a bad thing. It's just that I didn't have enough time to go through all of that. But the time that I did play with it, I did like it. It was very more... Um, streamlined for for people because I played like some of the older ones and I was kind of like it loads in every area oh. it doesn't tell you certain things I, I, it does like I think there's one on like the switch that's on out right now and I went to play the demo of that one I'm like and they have like the errors are, like numbered and every time you go to a different one there's a loading screen but <laughs> they did they changed that in world at least so world made it a lot more accessible and it was a very successful game so yeah. I I forward to see um. How do they plan to build on that with um, this one? Yeah. Um, so in other news, uh, there is you can become a vampire hunter in this game called Evil West, which is an action game set in a dark fantasy wild west, and it's coming 2021. Spin, I see you. This is another one that I was super excited about. I was, like, having my full yeehaw moment. <laughs> Just full, like, yeehaw fantasy. And <laughs> this, okay. this like, looked really cool. I will probably play this. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that, that was, this was one of my big takeaways from, like, the whole thing. I'm just like, cowboy, vampire hunter, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Those are my thoughts. Yeah, I have, I, I, I have no thoughts. Head empty. Uh, at first, when I saw it, I thought it was going to be another Van Helsing game. Cause that's, that's what I thought it was going to be at first. But yeah, Demon Hunting, like it, it looks like really nice from what I can see. So I do want to try it. Yeah. I was really excited for that one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, Bandai Namco showed off new gameplay for Scarlet Nexus. Um, I actually am very intrigued about that one because I'm a weeb. So I was like, give me the weeb shit. <laughs> give me it. Oh, that's the one. For a second, I was I was like, who? And then... <laughs> yeah, that's the one that's like anime-esque. It's the anime one. Yeah, very similar to like... Um... It reminds me of Astro Chain. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> I was thinking of it. I was like, which one? Yeah. <laughs> but... Yeah, don't... I have um, also zero thoughts. Head empty. Uh, Kogo, what's your thoughts? Um, I do. I, it does look interesting, so I do want to try that as well. Though, it, with the way they advertise it, it's kind of, it makes it seem like it's like an Xbox exclusive or something, and it's not. It's multi-platform. I actually had to look that up afterwards. Like, is it just going to Xbox? But no, it's going all over. It's just, I guess, Microsoft has the marketing, pay for the marketing and whatnot. But I definitely do want to give it a look. I mean, I, I like anime games for the most part. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, Among then, Us. Um, oh, there you go. Go ahead. Yes, yeah. I'm tired okay, of reading. After, after <laughs> that, we have Among Us uh, showcasing a new airship map coming early 2021. That looks um, cool. My, yeah, I, I think the map looks cool. I don't know if it's cool enough to get me to come back to Among Us. Valid. But... <laughs> But I was I was really happy for them. They've clearly got some cool stuff going on. So I'm just like, oh, neat. Uh, Koga, do you have any any thoughts? 
Uh, I guess I felt a little bit indifferent. I play Among Us here and there, but I'm not even familiar with the maps that's there right now. I don't even know the <laughs> names of the areas. So I'll be playing with people, and they'll be like, all right, where are you at? Um, I was in the upper right shooting things like Space Invaders. <laughs> <laughs> Me, if I played that. I was in the Space Invaders room. Uh, <laughs> after that, we have Valkyrie winning Content Creator of the Year. I don't know her, but cool yeah, no she said something uh, about being on the plot on like a content creator for like seven years and i was like oh that's really nice that she got like some recognition yeah. with that i thought it was really cool especially because a lot of yeah. times content creator of the year is like a man <laughs> like a straight white man so i'm like exactly. i'm glad i'm glad a girly won this year <laughs> yeah i was like i i don't know but i'm happy for you like i'm rooting for her cool <laughs> that's yeah. basically all my thoughts um Next up, we have Halo's Master Chief, content creator Ninja, and The Walking Dead's Daryl and Michonne. Yes. Uh, <laughs> coming to Fortnite. That was weird. <laughs> that was that was such a weird announcement. Like red versus blue, and then Master Chief, and then Ninja showed up, and then they were like, "Oh wait, but there's more," and they showed Daryl and Michonne from The Walking Dead, and I was like. Are, are they okay over there at Fortnite? <laughs> Is Fortnite okay? Yeah, I don't play Fortnite. Like, doing I, too I'm, not much. A, I'm not a person who, like, drags on it like a lot of people do. Yeah. But it's like, they, they've been having some crazy crossovers. <laughs> Me I mean, too. Some, sorry. I'm just some crossovers that are just like, how like how do you get DC and then also Marvel and then Master Ch I'm like, how do y'all get all this? <laughs> right? I mean, if I played it, I'd probably be pretty excited, but wow, they must make a lot of money to be able to get, get like, all these franchises in here. Oh, you know, Epic, you know, oh, they, have, they, have some, they have some money. <laughs> they have some money <laughs> laying around. <laughs> Next up, we're going to have Sephiroth on Fortnite. <laughs> Just another girly to throw hands with Sephiroth. <laughs> I love that. I love that, honestly. I would support that. Would um, that. We have Rocket League Season 2 live with new Rocket Pass Arena player anthems featuring Cascade. Um, also, zero opinions. Have any of y'all ever played Rocket League? I played it a little bit. Terrible. Rotted. I'm terrible at it. The game, wonderful. Me, terrible. It looked cute, though, because, like, it's very EDM-themed, and there's, like, a lot of, like, you know, purples and, like, pinks and a lot of, like, you know, uh, like, neons. And I was like, okay, I'm here. I'm here for this concept, but am I going to play the game? No. <laughs> like, I'm right. sorry. Like, no. I'm just... Soccer, I just know. And then cars, just also know. So, you know, <laughs> there's that. Yeah, I don't, um, I don't play Rocket League, so it was kind of like, okay. And it's not where it says season two. Like, this game has been out for a long time. So did yeah, they just... Yeah, a couple adopt, years, yeah. Did they just adopt the season thing? Because, I mean, that's just a thing now, which, you know, I, I it, uh, people like it enough for them to keep doing it. So I guess it works, but I, I don't play it. So I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. Because I think they went for free-to-play, so I think now they're just, like, they're, they're calling it a new season so that I don't even know if it's free, like, if it's a free update. I'm assuming with Rocket Pass, I'm assuming that's a thing that people have to pay for in order to get, like, goodies and all that stuff, but 
mm-hmm. I think it's just they're probably following the the Fortnite model of having like new seasons and stuff like that. Um, yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Uh, up next, we have Xbox Game Pass announcing the Elder Scrolls V Skyrim, Among Us, and Yakuza 3, 4, and 5 Remastered are coming to the service. Uh, Kogai, I know you have some thoughts, so I'm going to turn it over to you. <laughs> oh my god! Alright, so, um, I kind of was a little bit regret not streaming this now. Because, so, a few days ago, um, they had the 15th anniversary stream for um, Yakuza, because you know, 15 years. And for a while, as y'all may know, I've been going down this Yakuza rabbit hole a little bit. <laughs> okay, actually a lot. And they didn't announce, you know, three, four, and five remaster coming to PC, which people have been wanting for a long time. And one of my friends on Twitter said, Sega loves you. And I'm like, Sega doesn't love me until they put four, five, and six on PC. So they just announced that right in the middle of an Xbox Game Pass montage. And my excitement went from here, 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 <laughs> to here. Because they didn't announce it all at one time. It went three, four, yeah. five, six. And that was the best thing about the entire show to me. So I was like, oh my God. They did exactly what I wanted to do. And it starts next month? Hello? That's amazing. So- yeah, that kind of blew my mind because I was not expecting it to be right there. It just came out of nowhere. Yeah, so, yeah. No, that's, I, that, that, that's for me. I I was excited um, to see all the Yakuza games getting a, a spotlight because I'm someone who wants to get into the series, but I'm like, oh, I don't want to get all of them. Oh, some of them are on Game Pass, you know. But like, can they add the rest? And now they did. So, yes, like all of them except seven are going to be on Game Pass. But like, I'm so excited that I'm buying all of it. (laughs) By the time you get to seven, maybe they already put seven and like a dragon on there. So, (laughs) I'll still buy it. That's valid. So I love the series so much that I will, I will just buy it fully from them. Like it's so good so far. I will, I am buying like full price. Yes. Uh, the League of Legends spinoff ruined King, a League of Legends story, which I had no idea was even happening. They got a gameplay trailer, and it looked messy. Like, it looked like, some parts it looked like it was taken from, like, a League of Legends match, and they just kind of had the girlies zoom in from one part of the map to another. In some parts, it looked like a turn-based RPG. I was just confused. It seemed like they just kind of took assets from League of Legends, and they were like, let's make a side, not a side quest, a spinoff kind of in the same realm and i was like this looks like in-game mama (laughs) this looks like those like machinima like things that they would make like in the game's engine they would be like you know so cheap looking and i was like okay go off girl (laughs) yeah that that was kind of my thoughts on it too i was just i was just like wait a minute what is even going on (laughs) i'm gonna be um, honest did you have any thoughts yeah, I'm gonna be honest. I missed that because um, because of the last announcement, I ran out of my room and upstairs and told my roommate, "I'm like, oh my god, look <laughs> yes. what's happening." So I definitely missed. This. Honestly, but, you didn't miss much. 
Yeah, um, you probably had the better experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not a League of Legends person. The only thing that kind of interests me is like they're apparently making a fighting game. And that's only because I'm like, all right, they're going to obviously use good netcode. And that's going to, after that, it has to become a staple because it's going to be successful regardless because it's League of Legends. True. And unless they somehow mess up the mechanics, they've been working on this for a while. So to, now that there's another spinoff, I was not aware of that, but I don't have a lot of feelings on it because I've never really played League of Legends because playing with people online that you don't know, they become a little bit disrespectful. So I kind of avoid all that. To say the least. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, one of the most controversial situations that came from the Game Awards was that The Last of Us Part Two won Best Game Direction. Uh, and the reason it's controversial is because, you know, when a game has to enter a situation in which the developers have to crunch, which is basically working overtime, in this situation forced overtime, you question the direction. You're like, this is mismanagement. This is obviously the product of someone who overestimated or someone who didn't, you know, manage things properly. Um, so it was very questionable why they won. Um, so, yeah, do you, ha do you have any thoughts on, on this situation? I already kind of shared mine every time they won something. I was like... Let me right. spill a little something <laughs> about them and why they're rotted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe we don't love uh, that direction that much. Maybe mm. maybe don't reward uh, studios for crunching. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Those are my thoughts. Uh, Kogo, what did you think? Yeah, pretty much the same. It's kind of like you... It's like you give them a reward and then say best game direction, but then they crunch. I don't know. Like, I mean, when it comes to a lot of these AAA games, a lot of them crunch. Yeah. That's something they need to work on. But it's like, that's definitely not something you want to give best game direction for when yeah. they do that. So it, it really is kind of like rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. Because it, it gives like this idea that they, I mean, I mean, I already know that they don't care. I mean, who am I? What I'm talking? I know better. But right. it's just like, that's, 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 no. Like, no. But, no. Especially they winning did. an award for it. They're going to be like, oh, people are going to have thoughts about it because we won something. But it's like, why, when there's other games there, <laughs> there were so many games to choose from and you chose that one. And I think there is a big issue in the games industry, including the games media, of people who are like, they report on these issues of crunch and they report on other issues that have to do with like harassment and other questionable behaviors and stuff like that. But then they will go out of their way to be like, oh my God, it's one of the best games of the year. Oh my God, they deserve all the accolades. And it's like, sure, I can understand from like a games journalist perspective of like, okay, you want to get the game, review it and just, you know, if it's a good game, it's a good game. But to go out of your way to make lists of like the best games of the year and for to see it on there and to see these journalists and, and the games media that were selected to be a part of the jury that are voting for these awards and they end up rewarding them, especially for direction or especially for like other things that are pretty questionable. It makes you think that there's like a, a deep rooted issue in the 
industry as a whole where they're like, oh, this happens everywhere, you know. It, it, it was, is. they crunched, but it was worth it because the game is good. And yeah, that's definitely yeah. no. <laughs> definitely. And the thing is, they, they, oh my God. It's like they like thrive off of it and have for years. It's like, yeah. it's, it's not a new thing. It's like, I've known about it personally since like the mid 2000s. So it's definitely something, but it's like, it's not something that a lot of, you know, the developers can speak up on it because there goes your career. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. I wish there was just really something we could really do to change that. Right. Yeah. yeah like, just because I feel like a lot of people have kind of accepted, like, oh, crunch is just the industry standard. Guess things will never change. Like, this is just the way games are made. And it's like, why though? Right. You literally don't have to. <laughs> and people just, like don't even question it. And when you see um, games that are like made under crunch conditions winning awards like this, it's just like, well, that's just perpetuating. Yeah. That this is the industry standard. Oh, there's nothing we can do about it. That's unfortunate, but that's how the games are made. And it's it's just like, they literally don't have to be. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. No. That's just kind of my thoughts on it. Yeah. Especially when there are developers who are vocal about being like, hey, we don't send anyone emails after five. This is like Supergiant uh, who did Hades, for example. And they're like, we don't send any emails after five. Everybody gets at least, they're forced to take at least 20 days off a year. Uh, they encourage people to take days off all the time. They always are checking up on an, on one another to make sure that nobody is like uh, too tired or people aren't like um, people are getting burnt out and stuff like that. So it shows in the final product. Like I don't, I haven't heard anyone say like, "Oh, Hades is such a buggy mess," or "Oh, Hades has all these issues." Like no, literally not a single person has said. I've never heard anything like about the game that wasn't positive. So to me, it's a little shitty, to be frank, that, like, you know, stuff like this happens and it just gets completely perpetuated. But we do have a couple more things to go through. So we have uh, Just Cause gets a free-to-play mobile game, which interesting. Uh, GTA Online showcased a new update called the Kyo per Perico Heist. Um didn't know they were still making stuff for GT Online. Um, love to see it. Um, uh, upcoming turn-based historical strategy game, Humankind, will be released on April 22nd, 2021 on Steam, Epic Game Store, and Google Stadia alongside a sneak peek at next week's Lucy Open Dev gameplay scenario. I just strung along these words and I have no idea what any of them mean. Um... <laughs> Uh, Medal of Honor has arrived on Oculus Rift and Quest with single-player story and five multiplayer modes. So uh, it's cool to see like all these VR uh, titles coming out because I think that's that that's really cool. Uh, and last but not least, our last announcement of the day was Bioware teasing a new Mass Effect game. Uh, literally nothing new. They literally just had a, a screen like they just they just had a teaser that was non-descriptive of anything and at the end they just said mass effect will continue and literally that's all so it's probably like barely in development 
but they were like, it's coming. <laughs> it's happening. Um, I am, I am kind of excited for this one. Um, I really hope that there's like things that are kind of updated with the more like 2020s kind of like gameplay and mindset. And I, I think like, I think it's cool that they're revisiting it. Um, but I'll have to, of course, wait to wait to hear more about it because they literally were just like, "Oh, it's it's happening," and that was it. <laughs> right. <laughs> they have a, um, a remaster, right, of the original trilogy coming. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. I think so. They were like investors. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> I know nothing yeah. about Mass Effect. I've never played it. I'm. I want to do it because I heard it's really good. But have you played it, Koga? Um, I played a little bit of the first one, but I didn't get too much into the series. I know it's gonna sound weird for some people, but when these games came out on PC originally, they didn't have pad support. I don't really like doing mouse and keyboard. Like I, I really don't. Oh yeah. So kind of skipped over them and to other things and by the time they finally added them i'm like oh so i gotta go through this entire series now <laughs> not mad about that but it's kind of like oh kind of like already past that so with the remastered i'll probably try to go into it um this time and see how they handle it i'm not sure if it's going to be just um the same if they're going to give it a few touch-ups here and there or how they're going to do this remastered i expect that because that's how most of them do mm-hmm. but i'll try to um, give that one a fair shot those a fair shot and then maybe the new one um not sure about Andromeda. That sounded like that was a dumpster fire. Well, <laughs> there's that. Speaking of. <laughs> <laughs> oof, oof, okay. Oh, boy, here we go. All right. So, the last award of the night, of course, Game of the Year. And. Who wins? But Last of Us Part Two. Oh wow! All clicked off the live stream immediately. <laughs> <laughs> this was the part of the stream where everybody unmuted and started talking and started complaining. And now I, I forgot because it had been three hours since we were all muted and watching. And I was like, "What was that? Why are all the tech <laughs> issues happening right now at the end of the stream?" And no, it was literally my friends <laughs> just, just complaining. All of us yelling. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was okay. I was so rooting for Animal Crossing, and I thought that it might, it might st- like there was some part of me that had faith left in humanity. No. Um, <laughs> and was just like maybe Animal Crossing will get it, but no. Yeah. I when yeah. I I when we did our episode with our predictions. Um. It, it was weird, kind of, how all of us were like, Animal Crossing, yeah, Animal Crossing. And I say weird because it's weird that five people agree on something, like, specifically like that. Uh, right. But as I was getting into, like, I was curious and listened to other people's opinions on, like, Game of the Year, Animal Crossing never came up. <laughs> like, everyone, like, especially because a lot of gaming podcasts and gaming uh, journalism is through a straight lens so a lot of them were like 
without even thinking twice, they were like, oh, The Last of Us is definitely my game of the year. And I was like, uh-oh, <laughs> these are the people voting for these awards. I was like, oh. Because um, I think they, they do it from like, unfortunately, they do it from like a journalistic thing of like the best game, unbiased, like regardless of everything else, Focusing on the art only, The Last of Us 2 wins because they are so groundbreaking and they did so such things like this and this and that. And to me, it just felt like it was even like if, if Animal Crossing didn't win, it just felt like Animal Crossing was the game of the year. Like in a in when it comes to discussion, when it comes to culture, the game just like completely is representative of what the year was and if we're gonna give best multiplayer to among us which we could all claim that is not the best game like polished wise or maybe it's not groundbreaking at all why couldn't animal crossing have been game of the year and represented gaming for the year um and it's also interesting how ghost of tsushima won player's voice so obviously people were kind of rooting for that in a way um for multiple reasons but i just we 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 already went through why the last of us part 2 we have our issues with it obviously from our queer perspective which is you know what the point of the podcast is <laughs> um so yeah do you have any any closing thoughts on on the last of us winning game of the year kogang um I did. I think one because like, are these like awards? Are they based off of like people actually voting, or is it just like y'all voted? But this is what we think. Because that's kind of what that feels like. And I know they had like the um, viewers' choice, which that went to um, Hades. But I'm like, I, I'm really curious on like how they come up with like some of these because like, did it actually? Is that actually how that works? So like, they have like a jury of like media, like. IGN, like, um, like all the different like medias from like across the world. Like they have publications that are probably registered as like games journalist media kind of situations, and they all kind of vote on the different categories, um, and then that's how the nominees are chosen. And then, as far as I'm aware, there's viewer votes, but the majority goes to the media. So I think the viewer votes may work as like a tiebreaker of sorts if um two award like if two games are tied or something like that. Um so yeah, that's how they go about it. And they that they have it on the website listed and everything. Sorry. That almost sounds like the majority vote and the um electoral college. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, not it this hit a little bit again. too close to home for us Americans. Not this um, all over again. <laughs> yeah, it really felt like the people were saying Ghost of Tsushima, and then and then every like the the critics were saying Last of Us. Like yeah. that's what it felt like to me. That felt like the message of the whole show. Yeah. So it's all about the. Critics. I think it's mostly. Let me actually check out how they, uh, how they make the decisions. Because uh, they they surely have all of it broken down in the website. I just didn't actually look at it and like see. But I have seen the list, and they do have like media outlets from across the globe. 
but again, if these media outlets only hire specific subsets of people, then you're only going to hear the same things being reiterated, right? So, um, right. yeah, let me try to let me try to see. Oh, they have a FAQ. That that was probably an easier way to find it, Ruby. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, do you have any closing thoughts on the Game Awards as a whole? Like what y'all thought about as you were watching and now afterwards? Like, what did y'all think? My thoughts were, I was honestly more excited for the announcements than the awards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like there are there are a lot of games here that I'm I'm gonna be really excited to play. Um, as far as the awards, I am kind of upset that Last of Us Two basically swept it, but there was a part of me that kind of expected that, so yeah, can't be like too super surprised. Um, but there's there's a lot of a lot of games on here I'm excited to play that are, are being announced. So I'm I'm just gonna be positive and take that away from it. <laughs> Kogo, what what did you think? Um, overall, like how this one this year a lot more than previous years. Like I you know I don't want to take nothing away from you know developers who are not getting awards, but that stuff can drag. And I'm gonna be honest, it's a little bit boring for me, and I'm just there for like the announcements. So this year, it's just announcement, 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 and then they just go through like, the winner is this game. The winner is this game. I'm like, okay, let's do that next year. <laughs> I mean, I'm, the announcements are just more interesting to me because it's showing us what's coming in the future, which is what a lot of people want to see, what's coming. And I mean, the awards aren't bad, although if it's, you know, by the media, then I care a lot less. But yeah. I think this year it was probably one of the better years. It was definitely quite a few games that were announced, some surprises here and there. And it gave me an announcement that I really wanted. So, um, so far, it's the best one for me so far. Yeah. I, they, I mean, they've always been, the Game Awards have always been, or at least in the recent years, it has been a second E3 of sorts of like, let's show more stuff, let's show trailers, let's show first reveals, that stuff. So this year felt like the closest thing we had to E3, where it was like one event, everybody announces at that same event, not the summer of hell that we had that was like june through august and everybody was just announcing shit randomly at random points of the day and right. night and it was not cute so i i like having these things where it's like one place we all watch for a few hours we ha we get a shit ton of announcements and that's it uh i i echo what everybody said so i'm not gonna drag on any longer but uh i did di some digging <laughs> so the nominees are selected, uh, so they, uh, this is, I'm quoting the website, nominees for most categories of the Game Awards are chosen by an international jury of over 95 global media and influencer outlets selected for their history of critical evaluation of video games. The full list is on the website. Um, Specialized juries also convene for other categories, including esports and accessibility. Each voting outlet completes a confidential, unranked ballot based on the collective and diverse opinion of its entire editorial staff, listing out its top five choices in each category. Ballots are tabulated, and the five games that appear on most ballots are put forth as nominees. So in the event of a tie, six or more nominees will be announced in a category. 
Um, so, and then who selects the winners? So according to the website, the Game Awards website, winners are determined by a blended vote between the voting jury, 90%, and public fan voting, 10%. Fans can vote for their favorite games on thegameawards.com and also through social media platforms in select categories. So, you know, mainly media, I guess, is voting. Um, and they have a question here. Why don't fans completely choose the winners? And they said, creating a 100% fan vote presents several challenges. First, given that some games are exclusive to one platform, a public vote puts single-platform games at an inherent disadvantage over multi-platform titles. In addition, it is important that winners cannot be socially engineered in any way. We find that a blended vote is the most credible and authentic way to select winners. I have a couple issues with this because people who are listed as media and jury, they also may not have played all of these games. It's not required for them to play all of the games. So it ends up being a popularity thing where they're like, Obviously, like, for example, if Just Gaming Teens was an influencer, you know, media outlet that they pulled from, y'all know us. We haven't played every single thing that came out every year, and everybody has their own consoles that they own, and everybody has their own systems and budgets and such. So it ends up being a situation where it's like, if I have to choose between, like, five fighting games... I'm going to choose the one I heard of, right? I'm not going to choose the one I played if I haven't played any of them. So I think in situations like this, it absolutely ends up being a thing where they're like, yeah, they voted for the most popular one. Or sometimes to impress their peers of like, listen, I'm not going to vote for Animal Crossing. And then what if Animal Crossing wins and all of us get shot on? Even though the votes are you know, anonymous, like, um, you know, people talk. They're like, who did you vote for? <laughs> so, mm -hmm. you know, and nobody wants to be the one being like, oh, I voted for a game that a lot of gamers in the industry say that it's, you know, less of a game because it's a casual game. So, which is ridiculous. But anyway, thank you everybody for watching, for listening to our thoughts. This is, again, a super long episode. So if you made it this far, thank you. <laughs> we love you. Thank you so much. Uh, where can we... Where can, not we, where can they find us? <laughs> uh, you can find me at Project Ruby everywhere, projectruby.eu. You can find all of my information on there, including my latest YouTube video of my Resident Evil 2 experience. Ding! <laughs> Spin. You can find me on Twitch and Twitter at SpinBlend. Uh, my shop, uh, Spin Soap Cafe, just did a new restock with winter soaps. Um, few, like three new uh, soap varieties, also a sale on, on all of the pumpkin ones. Um, that's about all I've got going on right now. Uh, thanks for sticking with us for this episode. Uh, Koga? Um, you can find me um, here and on Twitter at Koga underscore Jangles. Um, over on Twitch, well, here at Twitch. Um, I'll be doing Sega, should be doing another Sega Saturn Sunday um, tomorrow. Um, last week we played College Slam, which was like another version of NBA Jam. It was made by the same people, so it looked exactly the same. Um, went through Panzer Dragoon 1. Well, I tried, but I blamed 20 friends per second for my deaths. 
Um, then I started playing the second one, and then I can't remember the other game I played. Max TT Superbike. Just usually what it is, I just go through a few games here and there, um, whether it's ones that I've played before or ones that I haven't played before. And the most thing I'll probably say the most is when I play something is, please excuse me, I haven't played in 20 years, which is accurate. Mm-hmm. Yes. Exactly. Thank you, everybody, again for watching us. Oh, please go support Jam and Chalora, of course, on their own socials. Um, their links are going to be in the description so of the video of the podcast, which you can find on YouTube, Spotify, other podcast services, which I'm not going to go down the list and name them all. We also film this live on Twitch every single Saturday. So please join us 6 p.m. GMT. 12. What 12 Central, <laughs> 1 p.m. Eastern. There you go. I just, my brain just said zero thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm hungry. It's a long episode. I'm hungry. <laughs> I'm just going to be completely so honest. Amazing. That's all, y'all. Thank you so much. We um, love you. Stay safe. And we'll see you and talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.